We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And away we go. Episode 753 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. It is the start of a new month, but (laughs) this also is the continuation of a commander's head coaching search that is refusing to end and that now may be going on for a while. The commanders did not get Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as head coach as he on Wednesday became the Seattle Seahawks new head coach. The Seahawks made the announcement on Wednesday evening. Mike McDonald, his wife Stephanie McDonald, actually is a former Redskins cheerleader, Uh, but that apparently was not enough to lure Mike to be the commander's next head coach. So our team did not get Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, did not get or did not truly want Houston Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick, and now has not gotten Mike McDonald. (laughs) How we doing? How we feeling? Hello and welcome to this Thursday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. The three remaining head coaching candidates for the commanders, if you go by who the team reportedly has interviewed and who is truly considered to be in the running are Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, Baltimore Ravens assistant head coach slash defensive line coach Anthony Weaver, and Detroit Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. There are things to be intrigued by with each guy. Anthony Weaver is interesting. He actually helped to lead the Ravens 2023 offensive coordinator search, which resulted in Todd Munkin getting the job. Uh, But yeah, there were few, if any, people who saw this commander's head coaching search coming down to Dan Quinn, Anthony Weaver, and Aaron Glenn. Next segment, in-depth reaction to and analysis of the very latest in the commander's head coaching search, which now has officially lasted into February. You know, Ron Rivera was officially announced as Redskins head coach on New Year's Day 2020. Jay Gruden was officially announced as Skins head coach on January 9th, 2014. Mike Shanahan was officially announced as Skins executive vice president slash head coach on January 16th, 2010. But the team's next head coach will not be announced until sometime in this month of February. Of course, things didn't exactly work out spectacularly well with Ron Jay or Mike. So maybe being announced as head coach in January is overrated. (laughs) Uh, Also on the show, I have more on the Orioles off the massive news that broke on Tuesday evening and was confirmed via a statement from the O's on Wednesday afternoon. The Angelos family selling the O's 
to a group being led by two private equity billionaires, David Rubenstein and Michael Arigetti. The statement that came out on Wednesday afternoon confirmed the sale price of $1.725 billion. The statement confirmed David Rubenstein becoming, quote, the controlling owner of the Orioles upon the close of the transaction, end quote. The statement said that the sale will include the Angelos family continuing, quote, to hold a sizable investment in the Orioles, end quote, and will include John Angelo serving, quote, as a senior advisor to the organization, end quote. Okay, whatever. And the statement provided detail on who else is in this incoming ownership group. Among those in the group, legendary former Orioles shortstop and third baseman Cal Ripken Jr. and former NBA star Grant Hill, who, as many of you know, is from the Washington, D.C. area. Grant Hill went to South Lakes High School in Reston, Virginia. Uh, from Cal in a post on X on Wednesday afternoon, quote, the Orioles have been a part of my life since I was a child, and this is a special day. I look forward to this opportunity and will do whatever I can to help the organization. Let's go O's, end quote. This sale is such a big deal uh, for both the O's and the Nationals. Uh, coming up, we'll have more on that, and I'll discuss perhaps the most underrated positive of the sale for the O's. Perhaps now they can do something that they very much need to be doing. Uh, And I on the show will talk Wizards and Virginia basketball. The Wizards on Wednesday night got ripped by the Los Angeles Clippers, 125-109 at Capital One Arena. But the Cavaliers on Wednesday night beat Notre Dame 65-53 at John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia. The Wahoos are rolling. They've won five consecutive games. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Lots of feedback on Ben Johnson tapping out of this 2024 NFL head coaching cycle with the commanders reportedly finding out on Tuesday via text while flying to the Detroit area to conduct in-person interviews of Johnson and Aaron Glenn. Email from a great supporter of this podcast, Dr. George Verghese of the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland, writes, Dr. Verghese, BJ (laughs) didn't even have the decency to call off the interview prior to the plane taking off to Detroit. That's Bush League, and I hope that the Lions, as a reward, get pummeled next season. It's similar to these medical assistants and surgical assistants who no-show interviews nowadays. Finding good character people to do almost anything in today's society is nearly impossible. Karma, BJ, (laughs) can be served ice cold. Uh, Thank you for the email, Dr. Verghese, I would think, I certainly would hope that Ben Johnson regrets how the commanders found out about him uh, bowing out of their head coaching search. But that was really bad. There's no doubt about that. It's a good thing that the commanders at least had the in-person interview of Aaron Glenn. Could you imagine if they flew to the Detroit area for nothing? At least they even, with the Ben Johnson cancellation, had the Aaron Glenn interview. Had they not had that interview, they would have landed and then had to come right back to the Washington, D.C. area. Email from Wendell Hicks writes, Wendell, I hope that all is well with you. I, like you, had been hopeful that our beloved commanders would be naming Ben Johnson as their next head coach. Not only has he presided over an offense that has been balanced while being explosive, but he's doing this for a Lions team that has been really bad historically. From afar, he seems serious but measured, and those may be qualities necessary to take on the rebuild here. Uh, Thank you. For the email, Wendell, email from Dave in Israel, writes Dave, on the subject of Ben Johnson, I do think that it's plausible that he was motivated to stay in Detroit for an additional year, as he could see that his closest path to a ring would be to remain for another season, especially for a guy who never played in the league. That said, at this point, I would think that the entire NFL would be skeptical of this guy. If he couldn't even be straight with the clubs who have been pursuing him, how could we expect him to professionally handle the challenges of being an NFL head coach who backs out of an interview when the suitors are already en route? One thing is for sure, if you want to be a successful NFL head coach, communicating clearly and transparently is at the top of the list of requisite skills 
hmm, lack of these skills sounds like our last head coach. <laughs> Looking forward to the new head coach. Uh, thank you for the email, Dave. So I, on Wednesday's show, episode 752, said that there is zero chance that Johnson wanting to win a Super Bowl as Lions offensive coordinator was the reason that Johnson, as the hottest head coaching candidate in the NFL this offseason, and perhaps for a second consecutive offseason, tapped out on the head coaching cycle for a second consecutive offseason, weeks into the cycle. And I very much believe this. Him removing himself from consideration to be commander's head coach or Seahawks head coach was about not feeling it with either team, either because they weren't feeling him as much as he would want or because he just did not love either situation. All of that said, I'm sure that Ben Johnson would love to win a Super Bowl as Lions offensive coordinator. Like, why wouldn't he? I just don't buy that that is the reason for him bowing out of this head coaching cycle. NFL head coaching jobs are precious, man. Johnson almost certainly is never going to be a hotter head coaching candidate than he was this offseason. I mean, he was the number one head coaching candidate this offseason. You can't go higher than number one. You don't say no to multiple head coaching opportunities when you are the number one head coaching candidate, unless you're just not feeling it with those opportunities. And regarding the communication thing, yeah, that is perhaps a weakness of Ben Johnson. And that is part of why I do think it's possible that the commanders actually dodged a bullet in Ben Johnson. You know, my understanding of the dynamic with the Lions is that the head coach, Dan Campbell, and the defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, have been the true alphas in terms of the coaches. Campbell and Glenn have been the vocal, owning the room type coaching leaders for the Lions. Uh, Johnson has been a more quiet, cerebral type coach. And that usually is what you have with an NFL team. The head coach and the defensive coordinator are more vocal, whereas the offensive coordinator is more reserved. But perhaps with Johnson, him being reserved is about more than just that usual dynamic. Like, maybe he's an introvert. We don't know. Look, there's a lot with all of this that we don't know. Uh, and that's a big reason why, as a Commanders fan, you got to concede that Josh Harris and Adam Peters know a lot more with these head coaching candidates than fans and people in the media know. Well, something that we do know is that Catering by Uptown is the DMV's number one catering service, and it now is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Newly engaged couples can get 5% off any Catering by Uptown wedding package. Just call 301 572 77 Set up your own personal tour of one of Catering by Uptown's premier waterfront venues and mention that Al Galdi sent you to get the discount. If you are planning a wedding, you want great service, but you also want a great price, right? Well, Catering by Uptown provides both. Call 301-572-7744 and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Catering by Uptown also can help you if you're planning a party or a corporate event. Catering by Uptown is a family business that prides itself on its signature dishes and flawless presentations. And Catering by Uptown goes beyond just food. Catering by Uptown offers personalized consultation and event planning assistance that are outstanding, including venue coordination, custom catering menu selection from over a thousand delicious dish selections, and a day of event coordinator who will make sure that everything runs smoothly. From putting together and executing a menu, to picking linens, to selecting an excellent florist, Catering by Uptown is committed to meeting your needs and exceeding your expectations. And don't forget about the great offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Newly engaged couples can get 5% off any Catering by Uptown wedding package. Just call 301 301- 572-7744. Set up your own personal tour of one of Catering by Uptown's premier waterfront venues and mention that Al Galdi sent you to get that discount. That's 301-572-7744. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of this podcast. And then (laughs) there was one. We had eight NFL teams with head coaching vacancies this offseason. We now have one. NFL team with a head coaching vacancy this offseason, and that team is the Washington Commanders. Uh, Managing partner Josh Harris's search for a new head of football operations moved at, like, lightning speed, right? The search was a rapid but thorough search, and the search resulted in what I think and what I know many of you think was a really good result, the hiring of general manager Adam Peters, but the team's search for a new head coach has had a rather different feel. (laughs) Uh, Now, the temptation is to say that the commander's head coaching search has turned into a debacle, has turned into a disaster. And look, that may be the case, but I'd like to think that just because the commanders are not getting their top target, Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, who on Tuesday tapped out of this head coaching cycle, uh, does not mean that the commanders can't end up getting a really good head coach. But Ben Johnson was one thing. Now we have this Mike McDonald thing. On Wednesday's show, episode 752 said that with Ben Johnson bowing out of the head coaching cycle and with another commander's head coaching candidate, Houston Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick staying with the Texans as we on Tuesday evening had multiple reports of him getting a new contract from the Texans, that it was Mike McDonald time, that it was time for the commanders to make a strong push to hire as their head coach, a guy who had been a very compelling candidate in their head coaching search, Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Uh, Well, uh, old Mikey Mike, old Double M, uh, now is off the board as the Seattle Seahawks on Wednesday evening officially announced the hiring of McDonald as their head coach. So the three guys who I like the most (laughs) out of the commander's head coaching candidates, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, and Mike McDonald, all now 
are unavailable. The commanders pretty clearly wanted Ben Johnson. It's hard to say how much they wanted Bobby Slowick, but it does seem that the team wanted Mike McDonald or at least had significant interest in McDonald. This was ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter on ESPN's NFL Live on Wednesday. Earlier today, the Seattle Seahawks reached agreement with Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, on a six-year contract. The deal is done. He will be the Seattle Seahawks' next head coach. And essentially, they will go from having the oldest coach in the league to having the youngest coach in the league. McDonald was quite popular on the head coaching interview tour. He interviewed very well in Tennessee, Carolina, where he was a finalist for the job. He was a finalist, obviously, in Seattle. The Seahawks were willing to hold off their search until after Baltimore season ended, whenever that was, even if it meant the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. But they lost on Sunday. They spoke with them yesterday, flew him to Seattle today. Washington also reached out. He spoke to them. But obviously, Mike McDonald made the decision to go to Seattle and now become the youngest head coach in the NFL. So per Adam Schefter, the commanders reached out to Mike McDonald to see if he was still interested in them. And he said, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm headed to Seattle. Uh, What happened with Ben Johnson still is not entirely clear, but at this point, it's not at all a stretch to say that both Johnson and Mike McDonald chose other situations over the commanders. Uh, This idea that so many of us had, myself included, that the commander situation was so good. Five of the top 100 picks in the 2024 NFL draft, ample salary cap space, new ownership in the Josh Harris group. Uh, That situation certainly was appealing to Adam Peters, but apparently has not been so appealing to Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald. Uh, This was NFL insider Ian Rappaport of NFL Network and NFL.com on the NFL Network show NFL Total Access on Wednesday. The Seattle Seahawks are set to hire their new head coach. It is Mike McDonald, the former now Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, described to me as Sean McVay for defense. This is a bright young coach, really one of the more dynamic candidates in this entire search, just in his mid-30s. So they go from the oldest head coach in the NFL, Pete Carroll, to the youngest with Mike McDonald. I talked to several teams who are doing coaching searches this year. They believe that McDonald was the most dynamic interview. Yes, he is young, but certainly he has experience. Defensive coordinator on the college level at Michigan. Two years having one of the best defenses, one of the most creative defenses in the NFL with the Baltimore Ravens. Seattle brought him out for a second interview. That was today, but the reality was it wasn't an interview. It was more of a coronation. In fact, they liked him so much. Had Baltimore made the Super Bowl, they would have waited two extra weeks just to interview him. This was their guy all along. The Seattle Seahawks have now agreed to terms with Mike McDonald, their new head coach. Gee, the Sean McVay of defense, Mike McDonald. I would have been really happy with him as the commander's head coach, but he apparently chose the Seahawks over the commanders. And so if you go off the eight reported people who the commanders have interviewed in their head coaching search, uh, we are down to just four. Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, Baltimore Ravens assistant head coach slash defensive line coach Anthony Weaver, Detroit Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, and yes, <laughs> commanders assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. although as we have been saying, He is not considered to truly be in the running to be the team's next head coach. (laughs) What has happened (laughs) to our head coaching search? How this happened? Why is this happening? It seemed like a near lock that the commanders would have a new head coach at some point this week. Now, who knows? In fact, take a listen to this from Adam Schefter on NFL Live on Wednesday. The Washington Commanders have cast a wide net, and obviously they were supposed to talk to Ben Johnson. He canceled on them while they were en route to Detroit yesterday. They didn't get the chance to speak with him. Obviously, Bobby Slowick decided to remain in Houston on a contract extension. Today, Mike McDonald, McDonald, who also is a candidate 
for the Washington job, opted for the Seattle head coaching job. And so that leaves you right now with three known candidates in Washington. Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Anthony Weaver, the Baltimore Ravens assistant head coach, and Aaron Glenn, the Lions defensive coordinator. Mm. Those are the guys who really are still out there and in play. Eric Bianney was the offensive coordinator there last year. Don't see him uh, being in the mix for the head coaching job. The team also could decide, hey, we're the last team now to have an opening. Do we want to go consider anybody else? Is that even possible? That's also an option. They're having discussions this afternoon because really you'd like to get an assistant coaching staff in place, but there's no rush right now. There's nobody they're competing with for a head coach anymore. So you might as well take the time that you need to make the best possible decision on an organization that already was quick out of the gate to hire Adam Peters as mm-hmm. its general manager. They struck early and fast. That was the guy they wanted. They got their general manager. So there's no need to rush into a decision at head coach until they feel like they're entirely comfortable, which they haven't been to date. Yeah, Adam Schefter is right in saying that. Actually, there now is not much of a rush for the commanders to hire a head coach. Although, obviously, uh, this does need to get done. And the longer that the head coaching search goes, the clearer that it becomes that the commanders are not in love with Dan Quinn or Anthony Weaver or Aaron Glenn. You know the thing that is often said by teams at the ends of these searches? We got our guy, right? Uh, Yeah, I don't anticipate hearing that from the commanders at the end of this head coaching search. And if we do hear that, uh, then that is a lie. That is a fib. Uh, More from Ian Rappaport on NFL Total Access on Wednesday. That's right. The NFL's only head coach opening left. The Washington Commanders still going through the process as as candidates come off the board, either being hired by other teams or pulling back like Bobby Slowick, opting to stay with the Houston Texans. A couple names to watch here still very much in the mix. Dan Quinn, the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, had a couple really strong interviews with the Commanders. Certainly that is a name to watch as well. Aaron Glenn, noted for his leadership, the Detroit Lions defensive coordinator, certainly still in the mix there. That is another one. And then Anthony Weaver, the defensive line coach and associate head coach for the Baltimore Ravens. That is another one. So those are three key candidates that the Washington Commanders are still mulling over. You do get the feeling that a decision, at least on finalists, we'll see if they go to straight to a winner, but at least on finalists is coming soon. The reality is, though, there is no rush. All right. I have two big questions with this commander's head coaching search right now. Beyond the obvious question of who the heck is going to be the team's next head coach, okay? Uh, Question number one, were the commanders caught flat-footed by what happened with Ben Johnson? The commanders in their search that led to the hiring of Adam Peters as general manager came off as so well-prepared. Were the commanders in this head coaching search not properly prepared for the possibility of not getting Ben Johnson? Uh, You got to wonder about that. Question number two, why didn't the commanders interview more candidates, especially more offensive-minded candidates? I mentioned that there are eight reported people who the commanders have interviewed in their head coaching search. Seven of the people have been external candidates. Uh, Permission to interview each of those seven people reportedly was requested on January 8th, which was the day on which Josh Harris fired head coach Ron Rivera. So let's think about this. If that reporting is correct, the commanders since the day after the end of their 2023 season have not added any additional external head coaching candidates. All of the external candidates were reached out to on that Monday, January 8th. The hiring of Adam Peters as general manager did not result in any additional external head coaching candidates, again, as far as the reporting is telling us. Now, why is this the case? And specific to external offensive-minded head coaching candidates, the commanders reportedly have interviewed just two, Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick. Why? 
The Carolina Panthers have hired Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator Dave Canales as head coach. Why didn't the commanders interview Dave Canales? The Tennessee Titans have hired Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, son of former Redskins interim head coach Bill Callahan as head coach. Why didn't the commanders interview Brian Callahan? I don't get that. It's still hard to see the commanders hiring a Mike Vrabel or a Bill Belichick as their head coach, given the control concerns with those guys. But if the team doesn't really love Dan Quinn, Anthony Weaver, or Aaron Glenn, where exactly is this head coaching search going? And is this head coaching search going to result in the commanders in two years, heck, maybe even next offseason, conducting another head coaching search. As I suggested earlier, it doesn't have to be that this commander's head coaching search is a wreck. Uh, This still could work out very well. There are things to like about Dan Quinn, Anthony Weaver, and Aaron Glenn. But if the commanders don't have a new head coach by the end of this week, then they clearly do not like enough about any of those guys. We'll see. Thursday and Friday are going to be very telling days in this commander's head coaching search. Uh, Also with the commanders on Wednesday, we on Wednesday morning had multiple reports that Martin Mayhew is staying with the commanders. Martin Mayhew, who still (laughs) on the commander's official website is listed as general manager with Adam Peters, also listed as general manager, is staying. Uh, Mayhew, of course, will not be a general manager for the team moving forward. What his title will be, we do not know. Additionally, Commander's Insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post on Wednesday morning in a post on X said that Executive Vice President of Football slash Player Personnel Marty Herney could be staying. Unclear in what capacity. So how do you like that? At least one of the Martys is staying and maybe both of the Martys are staying. The Marty party could be continuing. Uh, Martin Mayhew worked with Adam Peters on the San Francisco 49ers. Mayhew, before being hired as Washington general manager in January 2021, was with the Niners for four seasons, 2017 through 2020. He was the team's senior personnel executive and then was promoted to vice president of player personnel in January 2019. Uh, Peters worked for the Niners from January 2017 to January 2024. He was their vice president of player personnel from January 2017 to February 2021 when he was promoted to assistant general manager. Uh, I am not going to go too nuts over Martin Mayhew and maybe even Marty Herney being retained because while I'm not throwing a party over this, I do remind myself of how things did play out with our former head coach, Ron Rivera, when he was running Washington football operations. Ron was hired as Washington head coach in January 2020, but it wasn't until January 2021 that he truly put his stamp on the front office. That was when Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney were hired. So perhaps we're going to have to wait a bit until uh, Adam Peters truly puts his imprint on the commander's front office. Maybe we're going to have to wait until next offseason. Maybe all of the changes happening right now just is not realistic with the offseason already getting going. I mean, this week is Senior Bowl week. Uh, The 2024 NFL Scouting Combine is in less than a month. Uh, The Combine starts February 29th, runs through March 3rd, and then the new NFL League year begins on March 13th. Uh, So, There is a lot to be getting ready for right now. And with everything happening with the Commanders, make sure that you're listening to this podcast. And if you're on Instagram, make sure that you're following at WSH on the daily. WSH on the daily just started in 2021 and yet has more than 24,000 followers and is literally daily. The page is updated every day. News notes, reports, photos, graphics, all kinds of good stuff on the commander's head coaching search. WSH on the daily is a page that properly sources and vets its news and information and doesn't just post anything that anyone says. WSH on the daily is a great place at which you can converse with other commanders fans. WSH on the daily responds to every single DM. Uh, WSH on the daily is a page at which you can 
can have fun, including the contest named that Redskin and free wallpaper Wednesday. And WSH on the daily always has a great fresh look. If you're on Instagram, check out at WSH on the daily and check out at WSH on the daily's online shop, WSH on the daily.com. Some outstanding gear, shirts, hoodies, excellent material, modern look. These are breathable clothes and they come with all kinds of looks. Some of the more popular shirts are those with the phrase fight for old DC. So for smart, informative, fun, and engaging Commander's content, check out at WSH on the Daily on Instagram. And for great merch, visit WSHonTheDaily.com. We, on Friday's show, episode 754, are going to get a terrific breakdown on the Angelos family agreeing to sell the Orioles to two private equity billionaires, David Rubenstein and Michael Arigetti, as I, on Friday's show, I'm going to speak with reporter Jeff Barker of the Baltimore Sun. Jeff has had some tremendous stuff on this sale of the O's. Uh, He has had a good relationship with the Angelos family for years, and he is very plugged in on the inner workings of the O's. We're going to get into a lot with the sale, including the Masson angle, as Jeff has reported that the sale of the O's does include the sale of Masson, in which the O's have a majority ownership stake. The Angelos family agreeing to sell the O's is outstanding news, not just for O's fans, but also for Nationals fans. It is not often that Nats and O's fans are in the same boat, but this is one of those times because this sale maybe just maybe can lead to an end of the never-ending Masson dispute, and an end to the Masson dispute just might lead to the learners selling the Nats. The learners have been trying to sell the Nats since at least April 2022, and there has been so little movement on that in large part due to the Masson dispute. Regarding the sale of the O's and the potential sale of the Nats, I do want to make this point. So the Angelos family reportedly is selling the O's to this group led by David Rubenstein and Michael Arigetti for $1.725 billion. It was last April 19th that the Washington Post reported that Monumental Sports and Entertainment founder, chairman, principal partner, and CEO Ted Leonsis laid in 2022, quote, offered more than $2 billion, end quote, to buy the Nats. Uh, The report also said that it was not clear whether the learners rejected the offer or simply did not respond to the offer. But what is clear is that the learners did not accept the offer. Now, Washington, D.C. is a much more lucrative and attractive market than Baltimore is. But if the O's are selling for $1.725 billion, I don't know how much better than more than $2 billion the learners are going to do for the Nets. We know the deal with the learners. Uh, They are notorious for grinding out deals until the family gets what it wants. Uh, Perhaps that strategy will pay off in selling the Nats, especially with how much an end of the mass and dispute would help the value of the Nats. But just thinking about this logically, the O's are going for $1.725 billion. How much better than more than $2 billion can the learners realistically do for the Nats? Uh, We'll see. There's another positive of the sale of the O's that is a big-time baseball positive, and that positive is that new ownership of the O's should allow for the O's to do what they need to do with their many great young players, and that is make legitimate, aggressive attempts to sign those players to long-term contract extensions that buy out arbitration years and some free agency years. Uh, This has been the way in MLB for years now. The Atlanta Braves have become masters of doing this. You don't wait until a great player is close to free agency to talk contract extension with them. No, you aggressively try to sign the guy to a long-term contract extension very early in his career, overpaying for his arbitration years, but underpaying 
for a few free agency years. Uh, These deals can be major win-wins in terms of teams and players. Now, the players have to be willing to do the deals, uh, but one of the most frustrating things with the Angelos family hasn't just been how frugal it has been with spending on players. Uh, No, one of the most frustrating things with the Angelos family has been how non-aggressive it has been in trying to lock up players. Uh, The O's were asleep at the wheel on third baseman slash shortstop Manny Machado. They so should have tried to do one of these contract extensions with him. Indications are that the team never tried to do one of these contract extensions with him. Well, here we are now. The O's are loaded with great young talent. Infielder Gunnar Henderson, catcher Adley Rutschman, starting pitchers Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez, to say nothing of the O's many high-level prospects, including the consensus number one prospect in baseball, shortstop slash second baseman Jackson Holiday, who, oh, by the way, was named the number one prospect in baseball by yet another outlet, uh, this time ESPN, uh, in ESPN MLB insider Kylie McDaniel's list of the top 100 prospects in baseball. That list came out on Wednesday morning. People talk about new Orioles ownership being willing to spend on free agents, sure. But to me, the bigger item here is the potential now for the O's to get long-term contract extensions done with the team's best players. Uh, You can hit me up on X at Algaldi from Rob Bailey. Fantastic news about the Orioles sale. I need some Orioles magic music, please. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that, Rob. Hey, Rob, here you go. The magic of Orioles baseball. Yes, sir. Orioles magic very much in full effect right now. When you think about the state of the team in terms of baseball operations and you think about incoming new ownership for the team. Well, this episode of the Al Galdi podcast is for Thursday, February 1st, one week away, are we, from the 2024 NBA trade deadline, which is on Thursday, February 8th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We know that our tanking wizards are sellers, but to what extent will they be making deals? Uh, Well, the wizards on Wednesday night uh, got smashed as they fell to 9-38 and in this NBA regular season. Second worst record in the NBA, a 125-109 loss to the Los Angeles Clippers at Capital One Arena. Uh, The Wizards in this game trailed for all of the second, third, and fourth quarters. So the Wizards lost the third quarter 40-19. They trailed by at least 14 points for all of the fourth quarter. Uh, The Wizards were without Jordan Poole and Landry Shamit. Each did not play due to a non-COVID illness. Also remained without Isaiah Livers, who has been uh, dealing with a right hip problem. He has yet to play for the Wizards since they acquired him and Marvin Bagley III via trade with the Detroit Pistons on January 14th. But the Clippers on Wednesday night were without two key guys. Uh, Paul George did not play due to left groin soreness, and Ivica Zubac did not play due to a right calf strain. Uh, The Wizards' defense was not good. Uh, The Clippers had a bad fourth quarter in garbage time skewing their overall numbers, but the Clippers over the first three quarters scored 106 points, went 9 of 19 on threes and 33 of 58 on twos and had 22 assists versus five turnovers. Uh, The Wizards allowed Kawhi Leonard, who did not play at all in the fourth quarter, to 29 minutes, 54 seconds as a starter, have 31 points, nine rebounds, including four offensive boards, four assists 
versus no turnovers, four steals, and a game-best tying plus-minus rating of plus 23. Kawhi went just one of four on threes, but also 13 of 21 on twos and two of two on free throws. Uh, And the Wizards got ripped by James Harden, 32 minutes, 33 seconds as a starter, five of 10 on threes, two of five on twos, and six of six on free throws. He finished with 25 points, nine rebounds, five assists versus two turnovers, four blocks, and two steals. Uh, Offensively, the Wizards did score 64 points in the paint, went 32 of 54 in the paint, but also went just 9 of 29 on threes and went just 10 of 15 on free throws. Kyle Kuzma, 29 minutes, 20 seconds as a starter. He went 2 of 4 on threes, 9 of 18 on twos, and 3 of 3 on free throws. He finished with 27 points, but 14 of the 27 points came in the first quarter, and Kuzma had no assists versus two turnovers, and also had just two rebounds. The bright spot for the Wizards in this game was Bilal Koulibaly. Uh, he with Jordan Poole outstarted, and Koulibaly, in exactly 37 minutes as a starter, went just one of four on threes, but seven of 12 on twos, also went two of three on free throws. He finished with 19 points, four rebounds, two assists, versus one turnover and two blocks. Bilal Koulibaly continues to be the biggest bright spot of this Wizards season. The NBA on Tuesday afternoon announced that Koulibaly has been selected to the 2024 Rising Stars roster as part of NBA All-Star Weekend 2024 in Indianapolis. And how about this? Koulibaly and the seven foot four San Antonio Spurs rookie sensation Victor Wembanyama, uh, who the Spurs took with the number one overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft, and with whom Koulibaly grew up in France. Those two guys, Koulibaly and Wembanyama, as of games through Monday, were the only NBA rookies in this regular season, each with at least 40 made threes, at least 35 steals, and at least. 35 blocks. Uh, It's hard to accept positives with how bad the Wizards are this season, but Bilal Koulibaly has been a positive. Next up for the Wizards are two games this weekend, home to the Miami Heat Friday night at 7 and home to the Phoenix Suns Sunday afternoon at 3.30. Hey, if you are an NBA fan, get with underdog fantasy. The daily pick'em games are super easy and fun. The season-long fantasy is simple. Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports, and it has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code Galdi and to make a first deposit of at least $10. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Underdog Fantasy offers daily pick'em games in which you simply take a player going higher or lower a given total and take advantage of this free money. Sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Eight nine. Well, perhaps nothing speaks to the improvement of Virginia basketball this season more than what we saw on Wednesday night. It was on December 30th that Virginia got routed at Notre Dame 76-54. Well, Wednesday night, which was about a month after December 30th, Wednesday night was January 31st, uh, we had Virginia hosting Notre Dame 
And the result was a lot different. Virginia for this season improved to 16 and 5 overall and 7 and 3 in the ACC with a 65-53 win over Notre Dame at John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia on Wednesday night. The Cavaliers extended their home winning streak to 22 games, which is the longest current home winning streak in Division I men's basketball. The Cavs in the game never trailed in, yes, defeating a Notre Dame team that came into the game just a 2-7 and seven in the ACC on the season. But like I said, the Cavs on December 30th got blown out at Notre Dame. Uh, the Cavs defense on Wednesday night was good. They did allow Notre Dame to go 9 of 18 on threes, but also held Notre Dame to just 11 of 25 on twos. And the Cavs defended without fouling. They held Notre Dame to just six free throw attempts for the entire game. And the Cavs totaled eight steals in generating 18 Notre Dame turnovers and outscoring Notre Dame in points off turnovers 2013. Uh, the Wahoos offense was mixed. They went just 11 of 28 on twos and generated uh, just six free throw attempts the entire game. But the Hoos went 13 of 25 on threes. The Hoos actually were better on threes than the Hoos were on twos. And the Hoos had 21 assists versus 10 turnovers. So 6-3, Reese Beekman, he had 33 minutes, 33 seconds as a starter, went 4-7 on threes, 3-6 on twos, and 3-4 on free throws. He finished with 21 points, 6 assists, and 4 steals. Did commit five turnovers. Uh, but 6'9", Oklahoma transfer Jacob Groves, uh, he in 22 minutes, 28 seconds off the bench, went six of eight on threes and 0 with two on twos. He finished with 18 points, four rebounds, and two assists versus one turnover. Groves this season has been a contributor off the bench for UVA, but Wednesday night was something different. Again, six of eight on threes. Here was UVA head coach Tony Bennett during his postgame press conference on Wednesday night on Jacob Groves. Yeah, it was very important. I think he had five threes, um, five in the first half. Jake Groove Groves. There we go. I guess so. Uh, he was Groves was grooving tonight. No, he had his rhythm, and you could just see it. The ball was coming out of his hand. Ran a couple actions for him, and um, and the guys did a good job of finding him. Yeah, and so UVA now has won five consecutive games. Has gone from two and three in the ACC to seven and three in the ACC. Next up for Virginia at Clemson Saturday afternoon at two. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 754. We'll provide you with more on the commanders. <laughs> Where will we be in their head coaching search? Also on Friday show, a deep dive on the Angelos family selling the Orioles to the group being led by David Rubenstein as we'll chat with reporter Jeff Barker of the Baltimore Sun. Jeff has been all over this story and is going to have a lot of insight for us. Have a great rest of your Thursday and I'll talk to you on Friday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.